This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody, welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, covering Ipswich Town since 2015, over land and sea and near-death experiences, on trains to Plymouth, more from Craig in a minute on that. My name is Benjamin Bloom and you're watching or listening to the flagship show available each and every Monday. So for a sometimes entertaining, always informative hour or thereabouts of football conversation, making Monday a Blue Monday. Craig, you are alive, although the train literally went through the water you were just telling us oh yes yeah, like a theme like a theme park like a log flume <laughs> like a log flume at, uh, at alton towers at some Pleasure point Hills. yeah yeah um i don't think Pleasurewood hills is as advanced as as that um <laughs> yeah thankfully I, I don't think i was in well I'm, i was in the same boat as as a lot of Ipswich fans getting the train down there but same we were standing boat, at, i like what you've done there standing at paddington waiting for just waiting for the platform to appear for our journey down to uh, Plymouth, and they cancelled it with about three or four minutes to spare, and said, "Make your own way to Reading and sort it out from there." So everyone did, and and luckily they they sort of intelligently stopped the train from coming all the way into the Paddington and being delayed. So they stopped at Reading. We all got on at Reading, got onto the correct train mm-hmm. again, and headed on down to the southwest. But it was really, really wet, and all the fields were flooded either side of the train tracks, and the water was quite close to the train tracks. And as Dave will know from journeys down there at some point you are literally on this on the edge of the sea a lot of the time and the waves were crashing over Gaulish. and stuff like that so it was it was touch and go whether the trains would actually make it down there so but I say there were a fair few on on my train the one before it and coming back the trains were were pretty full you got down there in good time though in the end you got down there in good yeah but an hour to spare in the end yeah 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 but I don't I think you know they were all they're all sort of delayed but once you got the station and made your way up um Mount Everest to get to the stadium <laughs> where oh, everyone really? else then uh, you're yeah. a bit of a trek through the park yeah are you all right then Dave being Craig's just described Frodo going to collect the ring <laughs> or something yesterday yeah no it was epic sounds epic wasn't it yeah yeah no I'm good I'm good thanks yeah I um I was I must admit I listened to the game yesterday whilst watching the cricket Craig which is pretty, ah, pretty yeah. good it was sort of that was alleviating some of my stress of listening to the uh listening to the football by watching England totally demolish Australia. So that was, uh, that, say, made up. No, it didn't really make up for the, well, spoiler alert. But yeah, yeah, it was enjoyable nonetheless. So yeah, all good. And Dave just said the immortal words, pretty good, Craig. And you're the only person I get to talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm about season 11, episode two, out tonight. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it in the absence of a win do you, know what? This weekend. Do you know what? I love Seinfeld. I've seen every episode mm. of Seinfeld over and over, but never seen Kirby on Oh, Dave, you're in for I know, I know, I know, I know. 
Again, it's not even yeah. a TV program. It's just like the funniest bloke in the world well, being yeah. the funniest bloke in the world without a without a script. And there's, and there's golf. And there's golf in it, Dave. Oh, there's, there's plenty a lot of golf. golf. What? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, observations about golf and the frustrations of playing golf. Anyway, oh, okay. I'm going to get in all sorts of trouble. We've done cricket. Curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> we were talking about Staffelitz flats a minute ago. We better talk about some football. Here comes the news. That's very Chris Morris, that, wasn't it? Here comes the news. Um, and I need to calm down because there's some sad and slightly worrying news. And we're only going to mention this the once because um, Kieran Dyer has asked for people to respect his privacy. So we'll just say this now. If there's any questions on it, we won't answer them. But very worrying, Craig. Um, and excuse me if I butcher the medical term, but Kieran Dyer um, confirmed in the national news today suffering with sclerosing cholangitis. Again, huge apologies if I've um, butchered that, um, which is a problem uh, with his liver. And there's a quote from Kieran on uh, TWTD. Over the next week, um, test results will confirm when I need to go through the procedure. So um, it looks like uh, one of our favourite players, we had him on the podcast. He was in rip for inform, um, Craig. What a charismatic talker. One of the, um, um, I, I always say Marcus Stewart is my favourite, but probably the best player I've ever seen play for Ipswich is Kieran Dara, I have to say. Um, quick thoughts on that, um, Craig? Yeah, well, as you say, you know, he wants to, now it's out there, just keep it private and let, let them get on with whatever treatment it is that, you know, is deemed necessary. Um, sad news. Um, but, you know, if, I think you can sort of tell he wasn't particularly well for, for a period of time. I think he's had he's had ongoing issues. Um, but as as he said today, you know, let's let's hope, fingers crossed, that he can get this, either if it's if it's a transplant or whether it's, you know, ongoing treatment to... Uh, to allay whatever's you know building up in the background, um, and yeah, just say offer our sincere best wishes as as do you know all Ipswich fans, and I imagine most most football fans as well, um, just to to get well soon and take care of himself. Really, Dave, we think they're superheroes, don't we? And then we see Sol Bamba and David yeah. Brooks, who you think are the yeah, fittest yeah. guys like, in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got anything to add to what Craig said there? No, not really. I mean, he, he he didn't look well, did he? He pulled out of that celebrity SAS thing a few, I don't know when it was recorded, but it was, it was on a few weeks back and he, he pulled out there with, well, he sort of collapsed and stuff, didn't he? So, yeah, I actually know someone, I, I think, John, do you want to sound of it, that's, that's got this and um, they've had a couple of operations, but no, certainly no liver transplant. And now I think it's just controlled by meds, but, you know, I don't know, maybe his is more, his is more advanced, but no, as, as Craig said, you know, just wish him all the best and all the best in the world and um, good luck. And hopefully, you know, speedy recovery and come back stronger, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Awful. And we're going to try and respect um, Kieran Dyer's wishes. So we won't be mentioning it on the, um, on the podcast again. And we hope, the next we hear is maybe a um, he knows a date and there's a procedure and yeah. hopefully a successful um, absolutely procedure. yeah um, right let's head down um, as Craig did yesterday over land and sea <laughs> to um, Plymouth versus Ipswich right now Dave I'm not going to waste an opportunity here um, prior to the game a tribute to oh, yeah. the great Paul Mariner who um, if you're watching on YouTube. 
my 1980s shoot cover of Paul Mariner is mounted on my wall. Just really quickly, Dave, I know you've told the story before. Um, just give us um, the, the transfer from Plymouth to Ipswich of, um, of Paul Mariner, because it, it wasn't a... Um, it wasn't an obvious one, and it was quite a big fee at the time, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was quite. A, it was quite a protracted. Well, I think yeah, it was quite a protracted sort of discussions. I think um, if you remember, we lost. We'd lost the history behind it. We'd lost David Johnson the first, as always, calling him had left in the close season of '76 to go to back home to sort of Liverpool, where he was from. We got him from Everton, so we were struggling for a struggling for a striker. He was playing up front at a. Um, in a partnership at Plymouth with another guy called Bill, Billy Rafferty was the other guy. And I think they were forming a really useful partnership. Rafferty was much more experienced. Um, and yeah, we certainly, he was certainly came under our radar. I, you know, Robson made, well, ultimately made no secret of the fact that he was his, he was his number one target. Um, obviously no transfer window the, the back then. So this was in <laughs> October 76. And we're in, yeah, direct competition with West, West Brom and West Ham as well. Um, big competition there and I think in the end what swung it his, his wife I think wanted wanted the more sort of rural um rural sort of country like country life and that well, subsequently as I understand it that's ultimately I think that you know, the money off is fairly similar and that's ultimately what uh, what swung it I mean he came the, the the transfer was I think the fee was 220,000 pounds something like that with um John Peddle a centre back and Terry Austin a centre forward or reserve centre forward going the other way i mean what incredible incredible business and certainly i so i never saw ray crawford but the most complete all-round center forward i've i've seen it oh not only to play for the town but probably even at portman road for anyone just a great great all-round player craig how was it in the stadium then the tribute to the great paul mariner yeah, it was good actually. I was as I was um, trotting up the hill to the ground before the game, um, just chatting to a couple of Plymouth fans, and and they were talking about him. Obviously, we had they had him at his you know when he was quite young, relatively young, um, and we had had him in his prime. And you know, they were saying then that how what a good player he was back then, even for them before we took him took him on. And funnily enough, John Pedalty was at the game and he was introduced to the crowd oh. at half time yesterday, oh. Um, oh, yeah. along with David Norris. Um, ah, they sort of, yeah. you know, had a, they did the draw at half time and come and like applauded the, oh, the nice. town fans and bits and pieces like that. And then there was obviously the minutes applause and everyone had a sheet to hold up above the heads to, sh- you know, what people may have seen the, the display that was, that was happening as well. So yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, all, you know, due respect. And yeah, it was, it was something that united the crowd beforehand anyway. I suppose going back to his Plymouth days, I've never really sort of thought much about this, but you have to, you have to wonder as the, you know, to the, you know, the, the, great ability of the Plymouth scouting network is don't forget Mariner was from Bolton well surely just like <laughs> surely, Bolton, yeah, that's it. Say. yeah and he ends up in um you know he ended up in well start of his career in I think he was playing non-league football but ended up in Plymouth so some superb scouting um super, superb scouting there and look complete player for Ipswich and what a great centre forward for England as well goodness me Brilliant. And um, we clipped out um, after Paul Mariner's um, sad passing recently, um, Dave's profile. He did a few years back on the podcast. So do go and uh, check that if you want to get starry eyed about one of our best ever uh, players. Right. Let me talk to you about Plymouth, not in 1976, Craig, but Plymouth (laughs) right now under Ryan Lowe, who would made his name at um, Berry in, let's just say, tricky circumstances. Promoted first time from League Two, finished 18th um, in League One. And obviously we went to face them 
Um, currently top of the league, only one defeat this season, which was opening day away at Rotherham, which is a bugger of a game in um, League One, isn't it? 15 undefeated uh, since. And, um, well, we talk about Wickham a bit later and home records, but um, the best home record in the league. Um, when you're walking up this Mount Everest to this hill, um, Craig, are you, are you scared of Plymouth now as an Ipswich fan? Um, no, I don't think so, particularly. Um, a little bit concerned once when the team news came out in terms of you know, who was or who wasn't available and where it sort of looked like people were, or the whispers we were hearing about where people would be would be playing. Um, I think most town fans were going there with with a bit of optimism that we can get get a result on the back of our our recent performances, recent results. Um, you know, I don't think we should be particularly going anywhere and fearing any of the teams in League One with, with the squad that we've got. Um, so, yeah, not not particularly. I was, quite, I was quite looking forward to an open game. I think it was pretty pretty confident it wasn't going to be a, a nil-nil draw. Listening to both managers before the game, they were both pretty much admitting it, admitting it themselves, weren't they, that it was going to be a, an open game. And it's certainly transpired that in the first, the first two or three minutes. Let's have a look at these um, teams then, as you mentioned. Um Let's go through this Plymouth team first, Dave. Some familiar names, let's just say. And Ryan Lowe always plays the three at the back system. Cooper in goal. James Wilson, you can still mm-hmm. find him. Uh, Scar yeah. Galloway. Connor Grant, remember him. Um, more yeah. from him later. Edwards, the other side. Broom, Randall, Kamara. And a very useful front two, Dave. You love a front two, don't you? I do. Luke, Jeff Cott and Ryan Hardy. They've built well, haven't they? Jeff Cotton Hardy sounds like sort of solicitors, doesn't it? Or it something does. like that. But they certainly, yeah, they have between them. They're a, a useful, a useful front too. Um, and the Ipswich team, and we'll 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 come to you first, Dave, and then we'll pick um Craig's brains on those areas he was a bit dubious about when he heard the team. So Walton in goal, Wolfenden at right back, Penny at left back, Edmondson Enciala, Evans and Morsey as the double pivot. Edwards inside left, Coulson inside right, Chaplin 10 and Bon up top in the number nine spot. Your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, like everyone else, sort of slightly surprised that, well, one that Coulson, well, one that Coulson started and started and so did Penny, which surprised me. And two, ultimately, I suppose, where Coulson ended up, you know, ended up playing, considering I think that's the first time he's featured since, I think the Lincoln game when he set up the winner for Bonn. I think that's what I think. He, I think that's, that was his last game, I believe. Um, yeah, an odd one, and, and just a shame because arguably, you know, that right side of um, of Danassian and Burns have been two of our most consistent players. All right, Burns have been a little bit in and out, one injury here and there, a bit of illness, but arguably, they're you know they've been two of our um, most consistent performers all season so yeah you're immediately a little bit on the back foot and that it was a bit odd in itself because apparently they traveled with the squad but seemingly got ill developed an illness overnight is seemingly it was a sort of an odd sort of odd explanation for it really but it seems seems like they travel but didn't make it um uh just quickly yeah you're right um Last appearance was Lincoln for Coulson, uh, yeah. 18th of September. Yeah, sorry, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think I, Joe 
said this to Joe yesterday, Joe responded, you know, Vincent Young. But see, again, it seemed that this happened so late in the day that he didn't have time. He wasn't traveling with the squad and he did. He wouldn't have had time to make it down there. It's, it's a weird one. What's happened to Vincent Young? OK, I know start of the season, he, he certainly was a little bit off the pace. We, we know that, but surely he's, you know, he's good enough to cover there. But Craig will say apparently Wolfenden came in and did a reasonable job, sort of defensive wise. I think obviously you lose something going forward there. But Coulson was, yeah, a very big surprise. Well, I'm sure not only to me, but Craig and all the other supporters there, and also where he ended up playing as well, considering you've got the likes of Selena, um, you know, Selena on the bench. So there would have been options with him and with him and Edwards, you would have thought. But yeah. It just, it, it just goes to show, doesn't it? It doesn't take too much to to get down to the fact that we're then playing a left back on uh, on on the right wing, does it? We we got well, as you say, Burns. It's not necessarily just Burns. It's Aluko as well. He's done well in front. Oh, sorry, Aluko. Yeah, I forgot about in Aluko, recent yeah, matches. But, yeah, but yeah. Fraser's Fraser's out. Barry, I think it, Barry was limping last week. I don't know if you saw him, David, as he wandered past you to his um, seat he behind was, the dugout. He was really limping, wasn't he, last I think, week? And he was, I think he played in the twenty threes though last week. I'm pretty sure. Uh, right. Well, he was. He was he was he was kitted up yesterday and doing lots of sprints and bits and pieces before yeah. the match. So I don't know whether he's fully fit, but I know it's you look at our bench problem. and there was, sorry, Dave. There's only there's only oh. really, as you say, Selena that would could potentially fill that spot. And whether you'd want Selena and Edwards as your wide players protecting your fullbacks in an away game at Plymouth, probably why Coulson got the nod. But as it transpired, he gave poor Wolfenden zero um, protection as it was. Mm. Indeed. Um, right, let's get in to the game. Um, lively start, Craig, and um, uh, far be it for anyone to criticise Macaulay Bond's finishing this season, but I think we're going to have to um, because he really should give um, Town the lead early on, um, about nine yards out, middle of the goal. Um, if you're a Plymouth fan, you say it's a good block, but if you're an Ipswich fan or a neutral, you say... Um, he has to score. It should have been in front there, Craig, shouldn't they? Yeah, and that was literally first minute or two, 90 seconds or something into the game. We, we They had a corner. We broke from their corner. Um, and Lee Evans put this beautiful ball over the top, actually, to Coulson. He was breaking down the left. Um, and it was two against one. Uh, and the one was the guy that's, that's in, that ended up saving the uh, saving the goal. Um, Coulson just squares it to Bon. And, yeah, as you, as, as you can see from the screen, if, you, if you're watching, is it... He literally hit it down the middle of the goal, and weirdly enough, Joe put put the XG stats on on our WhatsApp chat earlier today, and the XG for that chance was under zero point two, so mm, it was like zero point one five or something. So one in every on that, six times, yeah. So according he's, to them, he'd only score one in every six of those chances, giving it again and again and again. It's bizarre. It's it's, it's just casual. He's too casual, isn't he? he just yeah. he just he doesn't. It doesn't make. I don't think he makes a good connection. He always tries to. It's a weird one. He always tries to sweep it in. He could even take a. You know, think of um, how cool and composed he was for the goal at Portsmouth. He could have even yeah. taken a touch there and picked his spot. Yeah, you know, he did. You know, easily could have done. Possibly yeah, very, possibly very, just, very, 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 very casual. Really, it's casual. probably just too early in the game, and it Dave, you know, it might have been yeah, his first. Touch, cold, might well have yeah. been his first touch of the ball. Probably, but, would have, probably, probably would have been. But you got to score there. Lord. And then within within a minute. <laughs> they they did exactly the same thing to us. It was literally the first two minutes. It could have been one all because they broke from our corner. Their keeper threw it out, and Penny Penny as he was poor. He was poor yesterday, Penny. Yeah. And yeah, again oh, so he was weak. Craig, that was a red card waiting to happen as well. Yeah, I don't yeah. 
I don't know what happened, and we'll. I don't want to dig um, Penny out. That's not our style here on the on the podcast. But for the goal as well, he seems yeah. to have the advantage. He seems to be in a good position both him. times, and then it looks like Hardy is going to nip past him. And if uh, if Hardy's a bit more of a shahouse there, Craig, down yeah. he goes. Obvious goal scoring opportunity. Red card. Yeah, that's right. But then you know Hardy's through on goal. You know, he's got. 40, 45 yards there and he's he's literally through one-on-one. Um, I say it's poor defending from Penny. It's poor, poor positioning. He's weak. Um, and then, But luckily, Morsey's, Morsey's sprinting back and a combination of Walton and Morsey um, scrambles it behind. I mean, when, well, that, that's the one. Penny's just got to put that in the stand, hasn't he? I think he sort of yeah. try, almost tries to be clever with it, doesn't he? He almost tries to play it and then sort of loses his foot and then he just gets, but not barred fairly, you know, fairly out muscled off it, but he's got to just—he's got, you know, he's a covering defender. He's just got to put that in row Z, and he. Yeah, yeah. No, cool. I think you're right, Dave. I think it's one of those where he's more interested in, you know, getting Playing. to in contact with the player than just yeah. just get across and um, get across and take the ball. But yes, um, an interesting um, start, let's just say, and an early goal here for um, for Town. Uh, do you want to take us through this one? Uh, Dave, um, George Edmondson nodding in from a um, recycled set play, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a corner from it's a corner from um, from uh, Evans, similar to the chance that you know exactly almost the same corner that that he had before when they broke the score. Um, swings it over a bit too far, probably back post to Bates, the keeper. I think it's, it's almost, I think it's Wolfenden right right on the back post. I think that sort of keeps it somehow keeps it in and it drops. Is that Wolfenden there? But anyway, yeah, Bonds, Wolfenden, Bonds are yeah. behind him. Bond then sort of picks up, and here's where Bond shows great composure because he picks it up back to goal there and just lays it for lays it sort of, I don't know, five, six yards back to Morsey there on the right there. And you've got to say, the, the ball from Morsey is an absolute delight, isn't he? Absolutely first time, it just dinks and it, sort of dinks Dave, it up when there, doesn't it? everyone's so close to the goal and offside is not an issue, great that presence. type of ball, Dave, is impossible to defend against. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know... Um, Edmondson's in a great position. He gets, he just gets a jump on his marker, and he's, you know, he's up head and shoulders above him, and it's a simple far post header. But a really, really nice ball from great assist from Morsey there, Craig. Yeah, as as Dave said, it's it's that ball, is, and and it's, we've had it on. I think Lee Evans has been caught on occasion. He would like ball watching, caught under the ball, and the the, the attacking players just got gets the run it, on him. Run on him. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he, and to be fair, Edmondson then gave it the big and in front of the Plymouth <laughs> fans as well. Yeah, didn't he? He did, Same. but. Oh, well, from what I understand, he? he was pretty good again yesterday, though, wasn't he? He, he was very, player. very, very good yesterday. Yeah, he was, he was, good, he was good on the ball. He was yeah. quick. He was strong. Um, player, he, was playing on the, he was playing on the left, and he's he's looked a lot better on the left to my yeah. eyes than he has done playing on the right. Um, you know, there were occasions where when we were defending our goal, where we were that you know, ball, big balls were coming in down the channel, and he was. You know, taking them down first time on his left foot and then playing it out with his right foot. Yeah. He, was, he just looked <laughs> Dave loves that defender yesterday. <laughs> we love that, don't we? Now, yeah, he's, he's, now. That's, that's, that's good. Well, we'll get, probably get on to NCR a bit in a bit, won't we? Go on. Just just quickly, Craig, um, good value for the lead or not much in it at that point? Um, there wasn't really much in it. Um, I wouldn't say either team particularly you know, warranted... Um, well, little, we haven't gone through their their goal yet, but I don't think uh, it was pretty even during the whole first half, to be honest. But the fact that we had gone noses ahead, you now we away at Plymouth, we just needed to to keep it there, really. Um, here comes the equaliser, and it's a very irritating goal, Craig, oh. at a very irritating time um, in the game. The free kick is just 
looped over. And look, I don't know what happens to Penny here. It's, you know, obviously um, nine times out of 10, he probably doesn't defend that. I hope not. Um, Anyway, he just gets caught um, almost in no man's land, does it? It's almost like he's exactly the wrong distance. He's um, not, he's not far enough away to get to the ball first and he's not close enough to get um, touch tight and he just gets completely robbed and it's across the goal then for um, Jeff Cott to stick it home. Craig, that must have been right in front of you. Yeah, it was literally right in front of me. I'm, I'm just a little bit further up in that screen and the thing is it was just it was just an innocent, I think it was a throw-in actually over on yeah, it was. their left-hand side. Just just for innocent little throw-back and it was just a sort of you know, hopeful just knock into the box. There's no real pace on it. And Penny's standing there and he doesn't attack the ball, does he? He, he sort of stands there waiting for it, waiting for it, and actually edges himself back. And all of a sudden, the guy's on him. He's got five yards further back, the, the chap is, before he starts attacking it. Edwards, I think, is attacking it. Again, it's just poor, weak defending. And suffice to say, he, he was told about it afterwards by Edmondson and, uh, and Evans, I think. And um, Morsi, yeah. Going. Yeah, it was just... So, and it's just frustrating. And you can tell... In the in the post match comments by Cook, he just kept going on and on and on about conceding this goal before half time. You know, we if we'd got to half time, blah blah blah. And it was right because once we'd scored, the crowd were quite. You know, we'd done it. We'd played the perfect first half in effect. You know, you'd yeah. you'd weathered the storm initially. You got yourselves ahead. You're away at the league leaders. You know, you're one nil up. The crowd's quiet. Our fans were pretty much constant noise. Well, not seventy five percent of the game. And, and it's done. It's job done. Just get yourselves to half time, regroup, go again second half. But that goal just completely changed the course of the game. Dave, yeah, it happens a lot. I mean, the Cambridge. I know it, it wasn't it wasn't an equaliser at Cambridge, but two 0 up at Coast and at Cambridge the other week. You know, I think we conceded was the fortieth minute, something like that. Again, it just changes the complexion. And the equalisers, Craig said, the crowd were you, you know you you've not won the crowd over. You know, you've silenced the crowd to a degree. Not a lot in the game. Marcus Stewart was commentating on Suffolk and he was saying that it's pretty scrappy. He said it's a really odd game, really. He said Ipswich obviously got, you know, until they scored, uh, you know, got the goal. But no sides, there's no pattern to the game, really. No sides really in the ascendancy after that crazy first three minutes sort of thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, Craig's got it. Craig's got his spot on. He doesn't attack the ball. And it's almost as if he's one of those ones where he's waiting for the ball to drop and he's going to yeah. try and get his body around it and the ball goes off for a, for a goal kick. He just, and, and, and Dave, he's, he's waiting for something else to happen around he's him. He's, he's ball, it's a classic old ball watching and Edwards gets a jump, gets a, gets in front of him. And it's quite a good save, actually. It's a great save, actually, from... Um, from from Walton gets sort of hand to it, but it does it bounce off the bar and or something just bounces across and yeah, Jeff Cott's it, like yeah. two the better yard out, isn't he? It's um would you, it's Dave, would minutes. you be able to say Jeff Cott like you say Johnson in that Mark Corrigan peep show voice? <laughs> Jeff Cott. <laughs> Jeff Cott. Well yeah, he talks a, about Jeff a lot in Peep Show anyway, doesn't he? Who I've just he, seen in Benidorm, so we've got to stop talking about comedy shows. Anyway, first half numbers. Yeah. Um completely in line with what you guys are saying. Mad couple of minutes, two big chances apiece. Um, Plymouth probably edge it, 53 on the possession, 53%. Eight shots to three, but only four to two on target. But if you're playing the XG game, it's an even game at half time. And um, Dave, not long after half time, and we are 2-1 down. And I'm interested in um, your thoughts on the defending from this Throw in because I've watched it several times and I, oh, I, yeah, can't, and I can't pick out one obvious mistake by anybody, <laughs> but it just appears to be Easy. everyone's got a man. Um, but at some point, it may even be Chaplin um, 
coming back. Well, but anyway, take us through. I think the, dis- the disappointing thing about the sort of whole goal is that Grant initially takes the throw. Oh God, the, maybe yeah, that's Grant, why he's that's maybe that's why he's hard to pick up, Dave. Grant takes the throw and sort of follows it in, and then there's a. I, I think, Dave, sorry bit... to interrupt. The first thing is Wolfenden gets pulled right over yeah. to the right wing. So there's a hole at centre-back. Yeah, it's and, quite clever and it's, also, it's almost like Coulson is trying to come in and cover from behind the plane. You've got your inside right and your number 10 covering inside in between your, your, your right-back, who's a centre-back, really, who's been pulled right out. Is that fair, Dave? Yeah, I think it's probably fair. It's a quite a cute little pass. Was that Randall or Galloway? Quite a cute Galloway. little pass that, that basically takes out Evans. And can you attribute too much blame to Evans there? I'm not really sure. It's a it's a clever little ball. And no one's really tracked Grant's run. No one's really tracked Grant's five, ten-yard run. Gets a ball on the angle on his good left foot. It's a good finish. I mean, you, think, you know, can't blame the keeper there. He just hits it across him right in the corner. But... It's a soft one, isn't it? I mean, look at look how many players. One, two, three, four, uh, four on three. But it's it's just so, it, it, for me. It's it is it's a soft one just because no one no one makes a challenge. And yeah, Craig, again, you should, you should be able to get set from a throw in, Craig, shouldn't you? Yeah, and again, it, looking at the the reaction after the goal, it, it was pretty obvious that the the players uh, thought it was Coulson's man that he should have been mm. tracking from the throw in. Um, it was basically he was he was standing next to Grant as he was taking the throw in, and Grant runs past him to start, you know, with yeah. the one-two. So you know, it was it was according to the guys that were on the pitch, they reckon it was Coulson's man that he should have been picking apparently, up. Apparently, Coulson really had a shaky second half, didn't he? Really, they said like Stewart reckon on comms, he reckon he looked sort of nervous almost, you know, like almost <laughs> didn't want the ball. Yeah, f- first first half. He offered he offered zero protection to Wolfenden at, at right back. He was okay going forward, mm. um, but you know he he poor old Wolfenden was was struggling I mean, with their their wing. You're back. right because he did you know, for the Bond chance he didn't do a lot wrong, did he? He probably you know he squared it and but no. you know we say Bond done everything right really, yeah. but yeah. he did what he had to do. But so it went when Plymouth had the ball, regardless of what side of the pitch they were on, the opposite wing back was on the touchline. So when they're on the right hand side. The left wing back was right on the touchline, and he was he was just gagging, had the ball put into space to attack Wolfenden because, I say, Coulson was, was heading the opposite direction on some occasions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Craig, that's how teams will set up against us because everybody knows about Paul Cook that he wants narrow here at this end of the pitch. So if you switch the play there, there's always going to be a space, Racking isn't there? Particularly if there's yeah. a wing back hugging the touchline. Two one, Plymouth. Um, Dave, this looks an even better chance here for. Um, Hardy uh, could have made it. Um, yeah, or maybe maybe I'm being a bit unfair to. No, him I think the seeing angle. that back is a great, is a pretty good chance. I think it almost goes between Walton's legs, but he and so he, he gets a little bit of a heel deflection on it and just takes it a whisker, you know, a whisker past the post. So I think you've got to give that to him as a as pretty decent, pretty decent save. None of this, Craig, is doing any good for my constant dismissal of Dave's love for front twos, is it? Hey, I'm I'm losing the <laughs> argument on, on today's show, aren't I? <laughs> No, that's right. And and to be fair, even in the first half, they were just chasing everything down, you know, as and they were hunting as a, as a pair as well. Whereas hunting whereas Bond, whereas Bond was very and low. Whereas Bond was very isolated. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Bond. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you. And are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Um, here's a chance uh, late on for Kyle Edwards. We'll go to Craig on this, being as he was probably about 25 yeah. metres away. You can probably see me somewhere on that picture, yeah, blurred <laughs> out. It's one of those, Craig, where it um, is cut back and it it almost, you, you want to take a bit more time with the shot and let it fall, but the <laughs> defender's close and then he kind of, you know, he's a player with good technique, obviously, kind of snatches at it. You can, you yeah. can see if you watch it on YouTube, there are many bodies, but it's Almost, if you get it past the first one in either of the corners, it's going in, isn't it? Yeah, or it nicks a deflection off one of them and exactly. takes it past the keeper, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, the thing is, it was, it was such a nice first touch. He had a decent first touch, but as you say, he, snat- he snatched at it and snatches it wide. You can probably see why, you know, he, I haven't done any goals he's called in his career one, has he? You can probably see why that's the case. Um, mm-hmm. But that was the first of three very, very good chances we had to to even it up, if not if not go ahead we were we were attacking quite well at that point the crowd were really getting behind the team um the referee was was exacerbating that um excitement shall we say behind the goal uh through some of his decisions um and yeah we we just needed to score at least one of the chances that just, either just elaborate craig on the other chances um, Harper had a good chance oh. he was through sort of one on one and would look to slide it past the keeper was actually sliding it wide um and then the ball was pulled back to Bon about eight yards out, and he hit it first time with his right foot and hit it straight at the keeper. Um, but they d- they haven't showed those on the on the highlights for some reason. I don't know why the <laughs> no, highlights. That's why finished... I don't have pictures of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the highlights finished pretty abruptly, and they they sort of miss our two best highlights, chances. The highlights the finished minutes. with with um, Walton Say from Hardy. The highlights finished, but yeah, but no, again, they, they say there were three guilt edge chances. Stuart was saying with the Harper one, he said he, he said he should have hit it earlier. But, you know, he said he took a touch too long, and, and by the by the time not the yeah, angle, just the there, guy who he... would have taken it round the keeper, taken eight touches, and then bent it in the far corner. Right, yeah. There you go. He said he almost <laughs> took it too close to the keeper, so he had to almost dig it out. Um, but yeah, the Bond one sounds like a pretty decent chance. Apparently, that was like a scuffed cross from Wolfen, and it just made its way right through to him. Yeah, and I so say he was literally middle of the goal, eight yards out, and. He's right, he's his right foot rather than his left, but he hit it, keeper just standing, sort of hits him his midriff without even thinking. Goal scorers are like that, aren't they? You know, so, both those chances, you miss hit those and they both go yeah. in. <laughs> it's just odd, isn't it? Yeah. Just, quick, yeah. just quickly, Dave, you don't have to respond to this because we'll go 10 minutes on it. I went to Watford versus Liverpool the other week. I was working ah. it. And ah. Mohamed Salah, who is the world's best player, 
did exactly what Stuart did against Bolton. I was, I was sat there going, I've seen that before. And he cuts back and bends it in the far court. A little bit more pace. And he's apparently the world's greatest. But there you go. Right. Let me give you the numbers. And then I will get your reflections on um, this one. Plymouth 2, Ipswich 1. Um, 52-48 to town on the possession in the end. 12 shots to 8. Plymouth 7-4 to four on target. 7 corners to 4 also for Plymouth. Here's the one that people are getting a bit antsy about, Craig. Three big chances to four. So if you are playing the XG game, yes, we understand it's not a silver bullet. It doesn't tell us everything. It tells us a lot. And it tells us uh, town maybe Craig should have been on the score sheet more than once in this game. What are your final reflections then, Craig? Yeah, no, exactly that. And and also on those stats, you'll see that I think there were 18 fouls by Ipswich and four yellow cards. And as I say yesterday, I don't often often have a go at referees but my god yesterday's referee was should we name him I'd, and shame him the god, worst god i've god seen him. so far oh. this season he was his name's I mean, his name's not on there on safe score <laughs> he was do we just call him referee butthead then he was seemingly going out his way to antagonize the ipswich fans at, at one point and you know paul cook was going absolutely Garrity on the on the touchlines that every <laughs> single decision Garrity. was going against us. And, to be fair, and Freddie and Garrity. Morsey was picking up <laughs> picking up fouls for, for little bits and pieces here and there. And it's just it was just getting I guess like exacerbating and amplifying and getting worse and worse. And he got dogs abused as he walked off the pitch. So they but, come off the pitch in our corner. Craig, is that not still tell you something? Were we still not streetwise enough though for that yeah. division? Yeah, and, know, and there's, there's something about Morsey. They say Morsey they work, from what I read between the lines, they work the ref really well again, and we just don't do that. Yeah, well, Morsey, you, you know, Morsey picks up picked up another yellow card yesterday for not one foul, but the old over there, over there, over there, over there, over there. Here's a yeah. yellow card, and then all of a sudden, that I'm not saying it diminishes the way he plays, but it, it will do. Well, it? It'll 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 bring him down a couple on, of levels. On, yeah, he's on the edge. Yeah, yeah. And him, him and um, Kamara were having a running battle all game. And it literally was, at some points, a running battle. And the ball was over there in the corner flag. And these two were trying to kick lumps out of each other about 40 <laughs> yards away off the camera. Um, and camera did well to not get sent off when he, he kicked out at Morsey. He was lying on the floor on his back and kicked out at Morsey. And it, the referee didn't see it. Um, I but, think you know, Morsey was trying to... Quickly, Dave, we're, we're all waiting this season. There's going to be one game where Morsey gets somebody very frustratingly sent off and there's going to be one game where Morsey well, and one other player off. both get sent off, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Dave, so your, your reflection. Yeah, I, I just, um, I, I just going back to what it. I said, I just don't think we're still not cute enough, are we? You have to be, you, you have to be, you have to work. You know, because the refs, I think the standard, we said that the standard of officiating hasn't been great. I mean, the games I've seen has not been great at all. And I think you almost have to play on that a bit. And teams, perhaps, I don't know, slightly more experienced team, the, the Plymouth no, undoubtedly are at that level, perhaps just a, a better, a, a, and one or two other teams I've seen this season are better at it than uh, are better at it than we are. It's part and parcel of the game. There you go. Totally agree. Um, good stuff, guys. We are going to go to some questions. Well, you can get your questions in each and every week on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. Just very quickly, where can we find you on Twitter, Craig? Uh, I'm at FIMS75. Go and talk to Craig. And Dave, where can we find you? At Dave Diamond 3. At David Diamond 3. There you go. And uh, the Blue Monday account will post after every game and you can um, have your say here or indeed in one of our midweek live shows over on YouTube. You can have your say 
in real time. I'm a real boy. Um, let's go to Craig first. I'm, I'm drinking during this show. It's never a good recipe, Craig, is it? Um, you, Andy Nicholson. I thought you'd been at trick or treat, mate. You were like high on E numbers and uh, did. I was saying to Dave, I did go out and I forgot, and I went out did with the that. dogs. And one of my dogs is very, is a bit like me, and a bit like Larry David actually does not like people at all. So I was like kind of dodging through, trying to stop her attacking people. So I had a very stressful. I needed a drink afterwards. Anyway, great. You want to take this? Um, the sixty-four thousand million trick or treat dollar question here from Andy. Uh, why does this team lose so many points from? Um, winning positions, weak tactics, square peg, round holes. Can I throw in um, mentality? I don't know, but that's the thing. It, it's just that was my main uh, emotion oh, heading out of the game. And had to be fair, a fair few games this season. It's just the frustration, the frustration of being ahead yet again and letting it slip. And I don't know whether having, having handpicked these players and you'd hope that they're being handpicked not only on their footballing ability, but also their mentality and their strength of character, et cetera, et cetera. It does seem a little concerning that we're still seemingly suffering from the same weakness that has been rife in our team for the last two, three, four years, pretty much since McCarthy left. Is you know, These these guys aren't wet behind the ears, are they? Morsey's knows what he's up to. Lee Evans has played God knows how many games in this division. Um, Edmondson's not a not an idiot you know he Walton for example they're, they're all it's collective though Craig isn't it it is but what, there's no reason for it to be collective because this is a brand new tranche of players isn't it it's mm. it's a brand new 18 20 players that's been been brought in the door I just I mean I don't know I'd, I'd agree with that to to some extent particularly Cambridge where she's going back to that game the other week where we just didn't come out second half did we I don't think it created anything I mean yesterday Slightly, we we obviously did have a slightly better mentality because look, we had three pretty well, certainly two guilt edge chances. We just we just saw the Edwards one as well, which is also a very acceptable chance. So look, there's three there's three chances that were engineered, manufactured for ourselves. So we didn't. I said not. I'm not saying we threw the towel in. So with the you know. The mentality no, we did, we is there to create the chances. You know, yeah, you can't but, legislate. You, you can't legislate for those missed chances, can you? No, but, but you're, conced- you're, you're conceding the goals in the first instance. To no, I, no I, to I, I, I totally agree, chance, and, and I have the same mindset. And I think Rich said as well. You know, as soon as that game, as soon as that goal went in before half time, you thought, yeah. "You're going to lose this again. This, it's not going to turn out well." Yeah. You just know it. But yeah. it's but it's it's the goal before time. It's the goal right after half time. It's everyone yeah. knows we don't want to concede the perfect time yeah. to score goals. But if you've got You've got guys on the pitch who should be generals to to make sure this doesn't happen, but for whatever reason it is. General Levy, MB, um, incredible jungle was invented in Ipswich, apparently. Adam Fajani, uh, Robert Yani um, says, uh, David, if fit Coulson could, uh, if fit should Coulson be left back, not right wing? Um, well, I think we all agree with that. Can you just try and figure out is is it an extra defensive? Um, ability over a, an Aluko or a Selena that mainly got the nod? I'm trying to get my head Well, it wasn't Aluko because obviously Aluko wasn't available, but I think, yes, Selena clearly doesn't doesn't trust, um, maybe doesn't doesn't trust Selena to give the adequate amount of cover to Wolfenden, but as Craig quite rightly said, well, we didn't get it from Coulson, Coulson anyway. No. So, yeah, that's an odd one for me why why Selena didn't didn't start yesterday, as we said at the, at the, the top of the show. Um yeah. Um, as for him at left back, 
Yeah, I mean, Penny was uh, pretty dreadful. poor. Penny dreadful, look, game. there you go. Yeah, Penny, <laughs> really. Penny and, he, and the penny needs to be dropped clearly. So, um, oh, so, so you would, you, you would, you would think that you would, you would think that you know Coulson would just slip into there because you know the bits that we have, so we haven't seen much of him really, have we? But the bits we have seen is a is a quality player there. And look, Penny, Penny up till yesterday, really, I'd say, and had a bad season. Yeah, the odd mistake and stuff, but I think he's played okay. He's he's filled that position pretty adequately. But yeah, when Coulson's played, he looks a slightly step up from there. Yeah, and just just I think as I said before, I referred to Paul Cook's post match comments. If if Penny plays on Tuesday, having been you know, um, surreptitiously called out by Paul Cook after the match, I'd be absolutely amazed if he starts a left yeah, back on no, Tuesday. I think, I think you're right. If Coulson still if Coulson stayed fit and there was no niggles from from there yesterday, then or, I, I would or even that. Or even given it's Wickham, you may see Burgess there. I don't know. Just to <laughs> Ken Lock. You may, you may, you may end up playing four back, four centre half. You know, if if with Wolf. Ken Lock. Ken right. Lock. Um, actually, and just, just a, sorry, just a quick one, Ben. Selena, Selena, when he came on, was very, very, very good yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Really good, really good. He was sharp. He was quick. He was getting in the box. He was, he was back to. I think the goal, the goal, the goal last week. Boyed him a bit, gave him some confidence there. Probably. He just looked, he just looked properly fit, looked properly yeah. match sharp yesterday when he came on. We did yeah. needed to put up the picture of David Brent and the large inflatable penis, and um, only go if you've got one. And all I had was look after the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves, which has no relevance to um, pennies being dropped or penny yeah. dreadful. So um, yeah, uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't pennies ready to take the inflatable penis, Craig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> clip that one out. <laughs> Um, and there's there's one there on the on the referee in there from um, Stu. All I, can I answer that one? All I say about um, the referees is um, they just they need help. They can't they can't do it. Bless them. And um, I very normally very sarcastically but, say, if only we had a, a video referral system that in some part could be used in in um, some way. But yeah, it's it's just impossible job. No, they, they've got help. Yeah, they've got two assistants there, but you know, well, I see it every week in front of <laughs> yeah. me. They never, they never get there. They never let their assistants make a decision. It's clearly Told before the to, game. They? All they yeah. want their assistants to do is sometimes flag the right way for throw-ins when they when the ref's not quite sure. But it was standout yesterday. It was standout poor yesterday. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it sounded yeah. bad. Um, I think a few of the questions are kind of um repeating themselves. Um. Not your fault if you sent in the questions. Obviously, the um, the the topics, as Daniel Farker would say, um, are um, very familiar, aren't they? Andy up there. Uh, Plymouth have okay players. Um, and I'd I'd say Jeff Cotton and Hardy are good, aren't they? Uh, well drilled in a system. We have good players who look clueless at times. Um, Selena changed the game due to his individual class. Um, too little, too late. Um, clueless at times. Craig, is that? Um, slightly unfair from Andy, or do you agree? Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if we look particularly clueless. As I say we we just we just keep. I'm going to use the word plodding on. It's not the right right term, but we keep trying the same um, tactics and the same patterns of play. You know, getting switching switching the ball. Evans is switching the ball. Morsey switching the ball across. I think we were just hampered yesterday. I'm not saying that Danassian uh, bombs up and down, but by his own admission, no, Paul Cook said that yesterday Wolfenden is a he was a stay-at-home 
right back. Yeah. There was the exact <laughs> words, which, which he was. Um, Penny wasn't that great. You know, we, I think we just had too many players who had poor games yesterday. How was Enciola? Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. He was he yeah, was great. strong. He yeah. he was NCL. You know, he was strong in the tackle. He was you know holding people off. He was winning his headers. He gave the ball away on occasion, but that's that's what he does. But you know, in the in this division, you don't need Franz Beckenbauer playing at the back. You need a guy who's going <laughs> to head head everything. And, 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 and against you know, as you said, uh, alongside Edmondson, who clearly can play. You know, he's comfortable yeah. both sides. He can play both feet. So that's for me. That's the ideal combination. The big yeah. thing is, is you've lost it's that bloody momentum thing again. Is it you've lost momentum going three into game a big, week as well? Dave, going into a big vital, game and a big yeah. big game on Tuesday. I mean, Wickham. You know, yeah. as you no matter how you describe them, they're strong and they're they're clever and they're strong, aren't they? Um, you know, a point would have been a yeah a hard earned and probably from what I understand, given the chances, the quality of chances, quite a deserved point yesterday. So perhaps we didn't quite get what we deserved yesterday, but that would have been a you know, especially scoring you know chances quite late. Again, that gives you a hell of a lift going into the game on Tuesday. So yeah, yeah. the thing is, we've, the thing is, we've just made a rod for our own back. I mean, in terms yeah. of the, the yeah. such a poor start we started, yeah, it's the poor start we have had. Everything now. Is amplified as it's magnified. Every loss means more because we haven't had the points we should have had or should have got in the easier. I mean, and ironically, you look at games. recent seasons when the drop off's been dramatic. I think I saw somewhere earlier, two seasons ago, I think we just played South End and gone hot when we had 33 points. Well, I was just going to ask that, you two. Have a guess where Blackpool were on January the 26th um, this year. Well, it's something ridiculous like 14th or something, was it? Or even 16th. worse. Yeah. It can be done. I, 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 they, they scored 52 points in the last 25 games. I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty good going. But you look at the sides, there's the sides there that well, Sunderland seem to be you know, getting walloped away now, don't they? But yeah, the sides at the top are showing consistency though, aren't they? Where perhaps and, it wasn't quite so last season. And the thing is as well, if games against those teams at the top, they are, you know, they're preventing. If you lose yesterday, you're you're Six not pointers. getting your three. Yeah, you're not getting your three points. They're getting their three points. So it, yeah, you just yeah. can't afford to not pick up a point in yeah. in those in those and, matches. And, and let it swing the, the other way, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. I do... mean, the next four games are against their all teams that are currently in the top six, aren't they? I believe we yeah, will get to that. Let's do one more question. I just want to do this one from Chris. Um, first team in the division to reach thirty goals. Haven't failed to score in all 15 matches, but the instinctive reaction of fans, we're missing too many chances. What's got us all confused? <laughs> Dave, are we in two things can be true um, mode here? <laughs> yes, we have been very prolific in front of goals, but as Craig's pointed out, it isn't unreasonable just on yesterday's game to say that we did miss too many chances. Well, yeah, no, I think that, I think that's right. That's right. I don't, I don't think, I can't recall a game where... Similar to yesterday, this season, where we missed so many clear-cut chances, though. Can you, Craig? I can't. You know, all right, Bond missed a header. All right, we went on a win last week. We missed a, a header last week, which you would Cheltenham normally away, would've... Dave. Sorry, Cheltenham che- away for that Cheltenham. first twenty-five minutes. Had Bond's one chance, didn't we? Oh, well, okay. Line. Sorry, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, but that, that was before Penny scored, though, wasn't it? I think. It yeah. Matter, but yeah. I, I, I can't recall a game where, even at home, no, where we missed so many clear cut chances as, as yesterday. Um, yeah, and the thing is, as well, if you're, you're missing too many chances because we're conceding two every match, yeah, aren't we? Well, so you're, you're yeah. You, they, they, they they the, miss, the missed chances are being magnified because you're having to yeah. score three to win a match. 
Yeah. Yeah, not good. Right, lovely, lovely stuff. Um, what we will do is we'll just have a quick look ahead of the um, Wickham game. Um, let me just um, do an old school roundup here. And I just want to particularly focus in on uh, Fleetwood 3, Wickham 3. So if you mm. do get about Wickham, maybe you can get um, something. Uh, what else do I want to focus on? Oxford 3, Morecambe 1, obviously Plymouth 1. Um, I think you mentioned Rotherham 5, uh, Sunderland 1. And Wigan again winning, which leaves the... Yeah. Um, league table, um, obviously, yeah, stretched. We are in eleventh uh, on twenty points with a very middling one drawn loss of five five five, um, and uh, seven points of Oxford in the playoffs. That top six now, as we look, Plymouth, uh, Wigan, um, only Plymouth on two points per game. Oh, actually, no, Rotherham in fourth are as well. Um, no, excuse me. I sank already four teams on two points per game. So <laughs> you're talking about it. We might get a, a 14-15 um, situation where yeah. we got in the playoffs with 79 and Wolves missed out with 78 or whatever it was. Uh, sorry. So Plymouth, Wigan, Wickham, Rotherham, all on two points per game. Sunderland also, there you go. I've had a nightmare there because I've only played 14, are on two points per game with back-to-back defeats. Oxford up there as well. And talking about traffic, um, the name Sheffield Wednesday in between us and the playoffs um, um, is slightly worrying as well. Craig, um, what's your thoughts on how that table is shaping up? Or is it all irrelevant when you have a goals conceded of 24 in 15 games? Yeah, I just don't, I just, as I said before, I just don't think we're far off. And uh, I was looking, I looked actually after, after we scored about half an hour into the match, I was looking, I think, oh, we were actually in eighth at that point in time, about four points off the play. I think, oh, that sets up nicely for this next this next run of games, and the, the teams above us, immediately above us, are sort of tailing away anyway. I know Sheffield Wednesday fans are getting a bit edgy because they've what well, they got they've drawn the last four. Burton have lost the last two. Acton have drawn the last two. So you know it's not as if they're they're in the greatest of form. So it's, it wouldn't be on the realms of possibility that we could jump have could have jumped up you know above them and then be on a looking above rather than anywhere else but I just I just need to get a run of games and I don't really see you know Wick, Wickham coming up horrible game uh, yeah exactly we just we need we need some blokes to be standing horrible. up on Tuesday night don't we Craig do you see Plymouth stay in the course after what you saw yesterday um I don't know if I do really they, they didn't really have anything outstanding Again, you know, but perhaps Craig, that would be unprecedented. Eighteenth place up to first, wouldn't That's it? That's incredible. I mean, one or two injuries, perhaps to like Hardy and Jeffcott or kind of Grant, yeah. something like that, and then you think, yeah, maybe... well, exactly that. You know, you think yesterday we're talking about our our right midfield position or our wide midfield positions. If we we haven't got Burns, Fraser, Barry, Aluko, you know, you're missing. If another team loses that number of players in one or two positions, you know, we've got center halves, Carol and Nolan, we haven't seen all season. We've got two right backs that weren't playing oh, yesterday. You know, said it last. We're still suffering from these these injuries and these guys not being available. If, if that does hit other teams, surely it can only you know, affect them negatively. Dave, I would say exactly about Plymouth, what I say about teams in the championship that don't have parachute payments, i.e. you can do it, but you need two years of near perfect work no injuries and the yeah. fairest win in the world. Yeah, and yeah. you also need incompetence from, um, and there's like Craig's mentioned, a lot of um, 
a lot of kind of big names up there. Um, big in name only, obviously down in. How in was um, Craig? How was how was Wilson yesterday? Again, Bonham was um, on his own though, wasn't he? I suppose. Yeah, it? exactly that. You know, they they play their three centre halves, and they pretty much won all their all their headers. Poor old Bonham was isolated. He had he, he had one of his poorer games yesterday. Um, Chaplin buzzed around a bit, but didn't really create too much. Um, oh, was it a game? So no, we've said it. We've said it, haven't we? But was it a game? I know he when he when he threw Piggott on towards the end. Did they go two up or not? Yeah, Piggott dropped pretty a little bit deeper. Um, he didn't really affect the game too much. Um, he's probably come on too late, to be perfectly honest, to get up to speed. To get up to speed with the game, um, and by that time we were just you know, trying to anything yeah, we could to, anything, yeah, lump to get the, yeah to get a goal. Um, let's have a look ahead then at Wickham, and God forbid I will be there on Tuesday night for the first time way. in eternity. I get to a flipping Ipswich game after COVID and. Having a baby and all of that good stuff. So, um, very, where, very where, should we, where should we part then, Ben? I'm, I'm going as well, but Ooh. having heard... Well, I shall meet up with you beforehand then. Um, yeah, yeah. I will uh, peruse uh, Jest Park, which our friend Mullet called Car Park Tinder. Yeah. Very, um, <laughs> very accurately. You love um, that, don't you? You love a Jest Park. Back in the day. We will, we will have a little look and I will buy you a beer, um, Craig, indeed. Um, but, yeah... Uh, after that, I may be, as Dave has pointed out, not too much looking forward um, to the game. Wickham are in third within striking distance of top spot with the game in hand. Their home record is played six, <laughs> one six. Um, so they are perfect at home. There's seven games undefeated. And Dave, just a lot of familiar faces. Stockdale's been around the block. So has Jacobson and obviously excelled at this level before. Tafazoli is huge. Stewart went up with them. Before Scoen, we know from Championship days, Morgan yeah, yeah. can sort of dribble the ball. Uh, Vokes is um, a unit. Yeah. So is Akin Fenwer. Although the chances Akin of him Fen was two games Akin in, Fen was scored yesterday, didn't they? To check, he's not going to start two games in a in a few <laughs> days. Is he? But McClear, he's been uh, smashing the goals in a beater. Uh, Kakai was very good last season. Where was he on loan last season? I can't remember. Was it Blackpool? Well, wasn't it? Um, Jacobson will be Jacobson will be swinging in corners and free kicks right underneath the bar. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah, um, you have got to be made of penalties. stern stuff to go to. Um, you've got a man up. A you've got a man up. Lose. Yeah, you've got a man up there. You know, you would hope. You would hope that Danat, if not Burns, that Danassian's fit for that because, like, yeah, he, he has been outstanding. He's probably has been our most out bond to one side. He's been our most outstanding player for the last month or so. So you really want you really want him want him back. Um and like Craig said earlier, I can see Coulson perhaps, especially after Cook's comment, I can see Coulson coming in at full back, fitness permitting. And do you see many changes other than that? I don't I don't know. Don't if know it was really. a manager not so wedded to four two three one, you would Maybe. say start NCR Burgess and um Edmondson. Back, Edmondson. Edmondson, yeah. Um, yeah. To, because really, um, you're right, unless Danassian, um, you know, he's got a bit more physicality at, at right back. But really, if it's the same back four, who are your good headers of the ball there? Apart from maybe Bond will give you a bit of help. Mate, it is just pr- those two centre-halves, Craig, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, and- there, there was a point in time when, in the second half when we had a couple of corners and, and we'd had, we had Harper on um, at the time as well and we had Enciala coming up for a corner, Edmondson coming up for a corner, Harper already height on the there. pit. You think there is, there is some height, height there. Um, I don't know, in terms of changes for, for Tuesday, I, I'd just like to see Selena start this, whether he trusts him in a, in a game like, like Wickham away. 
again, thinking of physicality, do you, do you see perhaps Piggott getting a start? Yeah, I was thinking that actually, whether whether Bond just, you know, at 10, not saying I don't know. I mean, I've seen it, yeah, you know, you see it on Twitter and stuff like that, but maybe. Well, there's give, your extra. I, I hate to say, give it Bonner, give it Bonner rest. Yeah. But yeah, well, you, you could, yeah, you could do one or two things. You could rest Bond and play Piggott there or rest Chaplin and play Piggott there. Yeah. Just to give yourself an extra bit of height. It, yeah. Go fight fire with fire, sort of thing. I assume again, from thinking from that physicality point of view, will Fraser be fit? I mean, he wasn't even in the squad yesterday, was no. he? Fraser, would he be back in contention? Maybe it's a, you know, it's that huge huge squad we've got. There are there are options. There but there really is a are huge options. squad where the two positions in central midfield, the deep ones, are completely fixed up, and one of the strikers has scored ten goals. So it's not actually, you know, where are you, where are you actually rotating? I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Edwards. I wouldn't be surprised if Edwards has a rest on. Um, <laughs> was he any better? Yes, was it again end product yeah. yesterday? There was no, funny exactly. enough. They showed the bit of the highlights they did show was with was the one in the first, I think at the end of the first half, just before that. Was it just? I won't be after that score between half time. Inside and had a, had a inside shot, and fairly easy save, but. Yeah, that was pretty much. He he moved to the right when Selena came on. Selena went on to the left, and he was on the right. And he, to be fair, he he got on the ball a fair bit, but it's just as you say, it's the end product, isn't it? It's goals or it's assists, and at the moment he's you know he'll jink past a couple of players and then choose the yeah, wrong yeah. ball or. Yeah, probably needs a goal like Selena got. Like I said, Selena got last week just to give a, give the boy a bit of bit of confidence and. Yeah, you know, get them in, heading in the right direction again. But there are certainly yeah. options. Like there, there'll be. I'm, I'm convinced there'll be. There'll certainly be changes on. on yeah, Tuesday. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if Selena comes in for for Edwards, and then hopefully if Burns has got over his illness, he'll he'll slot in on the on the right, won't he? And it's a case of can you impose your style on a yeah very it's... stubborn, um, well drilled team, Dave. The squad is crazy, isn't it? Because you, you tend to forget. I mean, I'd almost forgotten about Carroll. Tom Carroll's just sitting there. Mm. He's not even making the squad, is he? Not even making the match day, I don't think. I, I, seen I think him, even I, if he's fitting in the first team, he's not playing at Wickham away. Anyway. Well, no, no, no. But you know what I mean? You're just thinking of players, you know, players that, players that are available. Yeah, no, it is going to be a blood and guts, roll your sleeves up type game, isn't it? Um, roll them up. Roll up, yeah. roll up for the greatest show on earth. And that's the end of this um, glorious podcast reflecting on Plymouth 2, Ipswich 1 and Craig's death-defying journey uh, to get down to the <laughs> southwest yesterday. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. Please subscribe on YouTube, which is the only place you can kind of come in and interact on our Wednesday shows, Twitter as well, at Blue Monday ITFC. Um, Dave, you're waving your finger at me. I was just going to say something very quickly. We should give a mention. A little bit of revenge came earlier this afternoon when the ladies, the ITFC ladies, went to Plymouth and won 5-0 to keep up their <laughs> incredible, incredible run. I had a quick look at the table. I think we're now nine points clear, but Southampton are on a similar level to us. It's got three games in hand. So, um, yeah, that will shake down, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, a, a good win again for them and another clean sheet. Amazing. Beautiful. Um, you can support financially. These podcasts will always be free on Acast and YouTube. But if you want to help out the team with our um, software and our streaming bits and bobs and all of that good stuff, you can do via the Acast supporter um, system. Um, and you can do like a PayPal donation or something. Just email us about it and we will um, we will tell you all about it. Any last words from you, Craig? See you next Tuesday, Ben. <laughs> and that is not the first 
or last time, probably today, I will be called <laughs> that. I will check my Twitter in a minute, and I suspect <laughs> I will have been called that. Um, again, see you soon, Dave. Cheers. <laughs> It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.